Hi, I'm Todd Lippi, the editor of Asopus, the nonprofit arts journal based in Brooklyn. In every issue, we include an audio CD featuring brand new songs created according to a particular theme. Among the nearly 300 musical acts who've contributed to our past 22 compilations are Grizzly Bear, Nico Case and Carl Newman, Kimya Dawson, Jens Lechman, and the B-52's Kate Pearson. Songs have been inspired by everything from our subscribers' descriptions of their childhood imaginary friends to spam emails. The theme for the CD in the upcoming Asopus 23 on newsstands in early May is Close Calls. We've all had at least one of these near-miss experiences that haunt us even years later with the realization that everything we have, indeed everything we are, might have been irrevocably lost or at least dramatically changed if things had gone differently. For the CD, we approached 13 musicians and asked them to create songs based on a close call moment from their lives that they've never been able to shake. The resulting tracks are based on experiences ranging from life or death encounters to romantic misfires and pretty much everything in between. Yeah. 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 Six million ways to die, I chose all. Heart sunk deep in my chest, a phone call. My knees got weak, then I fled and drove off. A voice saying, That's a clip from YC the Cynics Six Million which takes as its subject matter a tension-filled encounter the Bronx-based alternative rapper had with police officers. Brushes with Mortality also inspired several other contributors. For example, songs from Gabriel Birnbaum and Colin Gilmore each explore poor and potentially catastrophic judgment calls they made as teenagers. Perhaps the most poignant track on the CD in this vein is In the Morning by Ohio-based multi-instrumentalist Anthony Lamarca. On a recent phone call, Lamarca told me about the sobering news, received while he was on tour last summer with the War on Drugs, that inspired his song. Uh, back in August of this year, I found out that I had multiple myeloma, which is a, um, a bone marrow cancer, which I found out sort of just through having a bunch of back pain, which kind of came out of nowhere from, you know, but I had been on tour, so it's just like, oh, I probably just have pain from touring, but ended up going to the doctor and finding out about this other much more scary thing at the time, Mm. you know, which ended up being not as scary as you would imagine it would be when you initially get told that you have, you know, a uncurable disease. Um, You know, your song is about dealing with the ramifications of treatment and, feeling not well and how that makes you feel about your future and um, expectations about what you'll be able to do. Can you talk about what takes you up with the song and, and how it kind of reflects all those things? Yeah. You know, it's mostly just about dealing with that fear and dealing with not knowing what's going on. For me, like the big thing is like, not necessarily like, Oh God, Oh, how, how long do I have? You know, doc, mm. how, how, you know, it's more just like there's this new feeling of like, here's something in my life that will never go away. Even in a day where, I'll, you know, like now I've gone through treatment, I feel great, I don't have any pain, like it's pretty uninvasive. But, you know, it's still there. It's still like I'm never going to get back to that point in my life where it's, it's not a thing. In the morning when I wake up and I have that first cup of coffee. Just want to feel no 
morning when I wake up I just wanna feel like I did yesterday again Maybe I won't today And maybe I won't next week And I feel like that's maybe the, one of the crazier things about getting any type of, you know, chronic disease, where it's like one day you're in this one category, and the next day you're just like shoved off into a different road. And mm. Know that you'll never get back on that other road, no matter what mm. happens in your life. Mm. And do you feel like it's changed your relationship to music at all, or wanting to, be, to create things or be a creative person? Um, I don't know. I've, I haven't like found a new sense of urgency. Right. But I mean, right. it's obviously, it's influenced my writing recently. But the stuff that I've always written has usually been personal and about family and about myself and hmm. relationships and all this stuff. But you know, there's a new cancery flavor to it now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's really got that chemo sound all the kids are going for these days. <laughs> I can't wait to be around For longer than they say I can't wait to be around Tired, old, and gray Quite a few songs on the Esopus 23 CD reference near-miss moments related to romance, including Hudson River School by composer, bassist, and keyboard player Darren Solomon. Solomon began his career as a teenager touring with Ray Charles, and he has since written the music for hundreds of TV commercials, winning both Clio and Cannes Gold Lion Awards for his efforts. I caught up with him recently in Brooklyn's Cobble Hill Park to talk about the close call that inspired his track for the CD. Darren. Yes. How did you come up with this particular experience from your past as a subject? I was trying to think about close calls and the usual ones like auto accidents and you know sort of near death experiences um, didn't seem like fodder for me, didn't seem like something I wanted to write about so I was just trying to think of something where there was a real fork in my life, something where I really when I look back on it was something that really could have gone another way and just I just missed it. Um, so it kind of broadened the idea a little bit of maybe what a close call was. And I remembered this one time in college that um, I was really concerned with getting a girlfriend in college. And, and this was, you know, well pre-Tinder and pre-everything. So pretty much you had to... It was to, all up to you. It was all up to me. You had to actually approach another human and, and you know, say, would you like to, you know, get a something to, to eat or whatever uh, and I had zero game and a lot and zero self-confidence <laughs> so <laughs> great combo yeah really it's a, what woman wouldn't love uh, that, that combination um, so uh, I remember this one time that um, basically I, I, this one woman I was really uh, just hung up on I thought she was so beautiful and um, she wore scarves which 
you know, unseasonably, like in weather that you don't need a scarf. And to me, that I was just, that's all I needed. I was like, oh my, this is incredible. She wouldn't really give me the time of day. I mean, she was sort of friendly, but when anytime I tried to get a little bit close to her, the message was, this is, you know, this is not going to happen. And one time out of the blue, I think it must have been spring break, something she invited me up to her parents' house. I am the train up to your house. I am the walk up to the hill. Why do the kids all call you Ava? Is it cause you're skinny and you wear a scarf? And I thought, you know, this is this is it. I mean, it's the beginning of the next of the adult stage of my life. I'm about to be initiated into, you know, manhood. I I thought I was being a gentleman, you know, by sort of not really being aggressive. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, because I, I just didn't want to. I was always a little uncomfortable, kind of making the first move, whatever. So the whole night. I was just, you know, asking her questions about her childhood and, you know, kind of really just watch TV. There is a sofa and a blanket A show about primates on TV The monkey's trying to get the sweet stuff Tonight I think the monkey may be me That's me trying to steer the conversation that's me moving closer to your side But the second Bush administration Seems to be what's foremost on your mind By the time I made a spark Which shook the air, which shook the skin Je t'aime, je t'aime, je t'aime and really, I never really made a move, and nothing nothing happened. Right. I thought, okay, well, that's that's just what was meant to happen, and you know, maybe I misinterpreted someone inviting me to their house when their parents are gone, which is <laughs> which seems like a pretty clear signal, but whatever. Um, and uh, the next morning, she casually let me know that <laughs> that uh, she would have been in to getting the other the, the night before and in the morning in your kitchen where we washed our lack of sins away and though I never have made pancakes I'm pretty sure we're gonna need some milk she said that's not the way you do it be more as you stir and last night I would have been into it last night I could have been your girl uh, so I see that as a I saw that as kind of my own close call is it, Interesting. Uh, it's nearly almost <laughs> getting late <laughs> Je
A number of tracks on the Asopus 23 CD, including those by The Big Bright, Lamolo, and Dalshot, were inspired by near misses associated with exiting unhealthy relationships. Taking a different angle, Joe Lowry, the Australian-born and Brooklyn-based singer-songwriter, crafted So Close, a song about a very difficult relationship she decided to stick with, despite overwhelming odds. Lowry, who is currently completing her PhD at the New England Conservatory in Jazz Performance, released her acclaimed debut album, I Want to Be Happy, in 2008, and followed up last year with the LP Taking Pictures. She tours and records regularly with Sting, and in fact it was during a recent tour with the former police frontman and Paul Simon that she recorded the track in her hotel room late one night. I spoke with her at the home she shares with her husband, the musician Will Vinson, in bed Brooklyn. So Joe, tell me how you came to uh, this particular topic for uh, the Close Calls song that you did for the CD. Well, you know, it took me uh, a minute because I was thinking about relationship things. I was thinking about, um, you know, I've never really had any kind of dangerous close calls, like, you know, nearly falling off a cliff or anything like that. I, I, when you originally asked me to do it, I thought, oh yeah, that'll be easy. And then I thought, I can't really think of anything. But then I started thinking about like, what was the hardest, toughest time that I've had? Where did I sort of feel like I was in a real nail biter of a, of a situation? And it was really when, um, my life was basically falling apart at every seam and um, I was in New York, I'd been here for two years and I had to move out of my apartment um, and I was essentially living out of my car and everything got stolen out of my car including my glasses and my contact lenses so I had like one pair of daily disposable contact lenses I wore for a year until I got a condition called milky corneas and could barely see Um, and I had this really rough really really rough year and I kept thinking can I stay am I gonna leave New York January's short days gave way to the longest nights memory as I searched for a reason to stay The darkness was overwhelming me You were so cold, so bleak, so cruel Didn't even know that I was there But I hung on just like a fool And you didn't notice or didn't care And I came so close I came so close, I came so close to leaving you. I managed to cling on just long enough to, you know, get that kind of mythical big break, which was to to sing with Sting and start touring with him. And um, I'm very glad that I didn't leave, but I was very close. Was that the only uh, time then or since that you really had that moment like it's mm, one way or the other I'm just not sure I could go either way well this election's pushing me a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and it's either it's it's the election and then it's you know generally it's 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 shoveling when I'm shoveling snow Mm -hmm. (laughs) right you mentioned that in the song the weather the cold well I'm from from Australia so I'm used to the beach being 15 minutes away and pristine and and accessible for six months of the year and um but, you know, I do love New York. I have this theory about New York, if you weren't born here, that generally that you stay in in New York until the reason that you came here 
is no longer enough to outweigh everything else. <laughs> you know, housing, um, health insurance, ease of getting around, safety, all those things, you know, the, the things that are mostly easier just about everywhere else. I mean, that said, I do love, love New York. So I think, I do think often about leaving, but I think often about leaving in five years and that five years just keeps getting pushed five years brother, away. Brother, brother. But still I can't quite leave you. Challenges and frustrations inherent in the pursuit of a creative career also informed Lose Your Chance, a track by the Detroit-based duo The Kickstand Band. Formed in 2011 by Gordon Smith and Allison Young, The Kickstand Band's releases include the 2012 album Puppy Love and the 2013 EP The Summer Means Fun. I checked in via Skype with Smith and Young to hear all about the close call moment that inspired their track. How did you choose This Is Your Close Call? We were coming up with other ideas, you know, like relationships and like crazy nights and that sort of stuff. But what we're kind of going through more right now was what we wrote the song about, you know, like coming to terms with, are we just going to get like nine to five jobs or are we going to keep on being degenerate artists and musicians? <laughs> and uh, I think... It was almost at this at the same time where we just kind of kept on thinking like, no, this is great. Like, let's just keep doing this. And wouldn't it have been terrible if we had gone the other way? And it seemed like a perfect close call. refers to, you know, trying different jobs, doing whatever's working, you know, to sort of pay the bills. Um, 
rather than like committing to something that will take you away from that exactly. the, the yeah. thing that you love. So what are you guys doing? Tell me about your jobs. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, the several jobs. I work in an art museum, oh. um, which is awesome. The, and the DIA. Excellent. Yeah. It's a great institution. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I work in a little retail boutique, too, on certain days. And then I work uh, seasonally at Greenfield Village. Are you familiar with Greenfield Village? No, I'm not. Tell, tell me and everybody else. In 1929... Henry Ford was, he had just finished the Rouge plans, I think, and he was coming to terms with modernization and what was happening to his old way of life, and he decided to buy a little piece of Dearborn, Michigan, and keep it exactly the way things were in 1929. Wow. And so it's kind of like a colonial Williamsburg-type place, and naturally, I dress up in a funny costume and play old-timey music for everyone who comes there. Well, at least you're incorporating music into the job. That's, that's, right. right? We've had lots and lots of jobs, though, that were working in a restaurant and right. hating it, though, so oh, yeah. we just happen to be in kind of a good place right now. <laughs> yeah, it's Sopus 23 will be on newsstands in early May. In addition to the Close Call CD, it will feature artist projects by figures such as Marilyn Minter and Micheline Thomas, new writing by Carl of Knausgaard, archival materials from the Museum of Modern Art, and much more. To find out more about the issue or to hear songs from past Esopus audio compilations, visit esopus.org. I'm Todd Lippi. Thanks for listening.